0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Man in the Arena, episode one. Um, Today, we are starting off with a very special guest I'm very excited about. It is Julian Zeus-McClurkin from the Harlem Globetrotters. Julian, thank you so much for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. Anthony,
1: no problem, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you.
0: Absolutely. Um, I, I first wanted to talk about how we met because... It's a very, very interesting story from my perspective. Obviously, you live an incredibly interesting life um, and meet (laughs) a lot of very cool people. But this particular day of me being an intern at the then Verizon Center was a a very interesting day. So um, we met when the Kellogg's Tour of Gymnastics Champions, I'm not sure if you remember this, was touring at the Verizon Center. So Simone Mm -hmm. Biles, Allie Raisman, all the big time gymnasts were all there and they were having a get together with the Wizards, on the practice court. And then since the Globetrotters were going to be there, I believe later that weekend, you were there uh, kind of on a press tour, I guess is what it was probably. Yep. Um, And so I'm walking around as an intern on the practice court watching Wizards players go by, watching all these gymnasts go by that I've seen on TV, and then you're coming over, spinning a basketball and and being the entertainer of everything. And It was was an absolutely unreal scene for me as an intern who has never even been around any of these types of, of people. Um, and I was immediately infatuated with your, with your ability to entertain people. Um, and so I really, I'm very happy that you were able to come on. We haven't spoken much since then. I know I follow you on Instagram. You're a very interesting guy. Um, and then actually after we went on the practice court, we went out to lunch and you were wearing the full Harlem Globetrotters uniform with a basketball, (laughs) put the basketball under the table while we were at lunch. There was kids (laughs) mobbing you in the street. Uh, it was a hilarious story that I've told a lot of people. So uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I wanted to start um, a question for you. Uh, what's your current role with the Globe Trotters? I know there's a, a number of different roles that people might not uh, know about, including me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we don't have traditional uh, positions like the one through five, like a normal basketball team would. But before we get into that, Anthony, I just want to say thanks for allowing me to be here for your first, your very inaugural uh, episode. That's a, it's a huge honor. So everyone who's Thank listening, you. all the millions of people who are listening to this in the future, just know where it started. Anthony is uh, great at his craft <laughs> and he really did his homework for this interview. So I'm really hoping to give you guys a, a great interview. But um, yeah, uh, my position with the Harlem Globetrotters is, um, you know, I started off just as a dunker. That was all. I did um you know you throw the ball up there I go get it but uh today I I do a lot of different things with the team I'm known as one of the advanced ambassadors of the squad so I'll go out ahead of everybody else um kind of like the Paul Revere of the team I let everybody know the Globetrotters are coming Globetrotters are coming just kind of stir the pot and um during this time because we're ambassadors of goodwill something that we'll do is go and do uh television interviews radio interviews but we also go into the communities and you know talk to the kids we'll have um school appearances that we will go do uh, anti-bullying rallies uh, we also go to uh, children's hospitals, which is a huge part of what we do. Um, this thing called Smile Patrol, it's where I go into the rooms and I just try to keep a put a smile on the kids' faces who maybe haven't had the best of news in the recent history, and uh, you know, just having a good time with the the fans of the Globetrotters.
0: I love it. So, so how many games are you are you still playing in the games during uh, your ambassador program, or is it just the the ambassador? um almost.
1: yeah yeah so you got, you got to do them both uh as okay. a team we end up playing about over 300 games in 260 cities as an individual i'll end up playing about 200 games a year wow
0: that is amazing mm-hmm. and you're doing multiple on the same day correct you can do two or three on yes. the same day
1: yeah yeah we'll do double headers every now and then only in the big markets though like uh dc
0: right that's a very busy schedule um mm-hmm. what was your path to becoming a globetrotter
1: oh uh, yeah so um uh, so try to condense it here but it was a great great story in that uh, you know kind of an underdog wasn't really good in basketball growing up didn't make my first team until the 11th grade so I got cut from 6th grade all the way to 10th grade and then the summer of 10th grade miracle happened I grew five inches over the summer and uh finally was tall enough to play basketball but I still wasn't very good um all of my coaches would tell me the same thing going growing up they would say I was too nice you know and they said I smiled too much um and I had specifically one coach who used to always tell me this, and it rings true in, in my life. I, I'll never forget it. He said, all you ever want to do is smile and dunk, smile and dunk. And today I get paid to smile and dunk. So yeah. What's it wrong ended with up working and out and me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I went on to go to play uh, college basketball at North Carolina a State University in Greensboro, North Carolina, and um, played there and then went overseas for one season. Then a guy Uh, called me about this team called the Washington Generals. I had never heard of the Washington Generals before, but as many of your viewers, I'm sure know, they're the team that famously loses to the Harlem Globetrotters. And I'm like, I don't really know about that team. I've never heard of them before. The guy was like, look, it's perfect for you because you suck at defense and you want to travel the world. So it's a great job. I was like, all right, (laughs) sign me up. So that was when when I fell in love with the Globetrotters. Uh, I had never really seen them before growing up. When I saw them on the court that first time, um, I fell in love with them. And I said, here's a group of guys and girls who are actually getting paid to do the things that I was criticized for doing my entire basketball career. So um, I made up my mind. I wanted to try my best to become a member of this team. And, uh, you know, one year later, uh, I made the team. And here we are nine years later into that. um, I've had a pretty good career with the Globetrotters.
0: That's amazing. What, what was the um, tryout like originally, or was it more of just a, a regular interview and they already knew about your basketball talent going into it?
1: Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was, it was both. Um, I got a chance to try out for them every single day because I was a Washington general, so they saw what I could do. Um, and they knew what I was capable of. Uh, but when I did finally get that call that we're, I was doing an official tryout, it's not like any traditional tryout that you've gone to. You know, we'll play the we'll warm-up and do some three-on-three, three, a little bit of five-on-five. Five. But, look, they want to see how high you can jump. They want to see what kind of tricks you can do. They want to see how far out you can shoot the ball. Like, basically, all the stuff you get criticized for doing in high school and college, this is the stuff we get paid to do and actually need to hone in on. So uh, it's pretty cool.
0: That's very cool. Uh, how did you get the name Zeus?
1: Oh uh, well,
0: <laughs> you kind of have to
1: earn your name with the Globetrotters. My teammates gave me that name because every time I dunk the ball, it made that thunderous noise, and he's the god of thunder, so they gave me the name Zeus. Plus, the name Zeus was our uh, the name Thunder was already taken, so they gave me uh, that one as a consolation prize. <laughs> I got
0: you. That's awesome. Uh, what are some of your most memorable experiences as a Globetrotter? Obviously, you've traveled all over the world. You've met. Thousands of very, very interesting, higher celebrity people, NBA players. Um, what What are the most memorable memorable experiences for you so far as a globetrotter?
1: Besides meeting you, Anthony, the greatest <laughs> moment of my globetrotter career, um, man, it had to be you know just playing in front of my family and friends the first time at um, uh, the stadium here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, Uh, That that was an honor, you know, just getting, having my family so proud to see me play and perform in front of them. But um, nothing really compares to playing at Madison Square Garden the first time. Uh, it's the mecca of basketball you know you can't really say you're a true basketball player if you've never you know even shot a shot on that court before and um, that that was pretty special I can pick out a million different special occasions man but the global impact that the Globetrotters have man as as ambassadors of goodwill you can go anywhere um, any country and you can ask them if they've ever heard of you know the Washington Wizards Some of them might say, yeah, I know who they are. But if you ask anybody if they heard of the Harlem Globetrotters immediately, you know, it takes them back to that happier time in their life when they went to a game with their parents or with their grandparents. And um, I think the special moment in that for me is, even though they don't know who I am individually, I'm able to bring a smile to somebody's face um, just by being there with them having the memory of what they did uh, when they went to a Harlem Globetrotter game. They'll have that forever. And um, I think that's cool, man
0: yeah that is very very special what's what do you think is the most rewarding part of your job And i, I have a feeling i know what your answer for this is going to be it's going to be more off court than on court right
1: oh definitely this this um this brand is um it's bigger than basketball man um the globetrotters have, have been we've got this moniker of ambassadors of goodwill and we earned it by um you know the things that we do off of the court for example like um, there's times, uh, there was actually like a transportation strike going on in a, a, a country in South America one time. The Globetrotters flew in and, you know, they had all this civil unrest with the strike and everything that was going on. They stopped the strike just so the Globetrotters could play the game and people could get to the game and enjoy themselves and, and kind of have this, this uh, uh, moment of levity. Uh, and then when we leave, unfortunately, they got back into the strike from the contention. Oh, for that brief moment, right? Yeah. The Globetrotters were able to bring some peace. And um, that's an example of the, the joy that, that the Globetrotters can bring. Like um, we're, we're truly known as ambassadors of goodwill for a good reason.
0: Right. What's the easiest way to make a half-court shot? Is it granny style? Granny is, style. It, is it really? Okay, that's granny how I style. always see it. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? It just mm-hmm. has the most control? You got a ball, a hand on either side yeah. of the ball?
1: Yeah, and it requires the least amount of, I guess, kinetic motion when you're actually shooting it. Whereas if you go to heave it like that, you're calling on different parts of your body to align at the right time. Right. But if you just keep it granny style, right, it's, it's already all, all done for you. You know, you're doing all the homework for yourself right there. It's all one motion. It's really easy.
0: What percent do you think you shoot from half court? From half court? Um, if I give you 100 shots and oh, you couldn't get yeah. tired.
1: Oh yeah, you you give me a hundred, I'm making seventy percent. Wow! Yeah, half court, it's it's lined up for you. In fact, um, uh, you know we have a great relationship with the Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, Every year they ask us what world record we're looking at breaking, and that's kind of one I've been having my eye on here lately: the most half court shots in one minute. I think I'm I'm going to try to get that one. See how many I can hit.
0: What do you think? What do you think you can get to
1: in one minute? If you just let me like keep them up there yeah uh, i could probably get like 20.
0: <laughs> wow one yeah. every three seconds yeah that would be amazing i saw that you have some guinness book uh world records already you have the most dunks in a minute um mm-hmm. that's the one that i can remember you have a few others though
1: yeah um most slam dunks in one minute i have the most blindfolded i mean um uh, the most uh, behind the back three-pointers in one minute and the most bounced three-pointers in one minute both of those were three in one minute um, now I had one that I lost to my ex-teammate and it was the one I was most proud of it was the most blindfolded slam dunks in one minute I made five of those uh, wow. two years ago and last year he made six so <laughs> this year I gotta make seven <laughs> yeah you gotta get back at him I think I can do it
0: that's funny have you ever embarrassed yourself during a game while out on stage? Maybe you're spinning a ball and your finger; goes flying off, or you airball a shot.
1: Uh, yeah, I missed the uh, I missed the game-winning dunk one time. Oh no! Was there time yeah, left? We had to go. Uh, no, we had to go into overtime. Oh <laughs> Just, no! Nobody wants to be the guy who's responsible for messing up a forty-year win streak. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> that's that pretty hilarious.
1: Tough it wasn't Uh, funny at the time
0: (laughs) (laughs) how much of the games are scripted versus just played basically on feel
1: yeah so uh the entire game um you know we, we play entertainment basketball and competitive at the same time any basketball player can look out there and tell that you know when i'm just goofing off and pulling somebody's pants down. Uh, that's when it's time to entertain, and then there's a time when we're really getting after it, and you don't know what's going to happen and, and who's going to win at that time. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a good mixture. Yep.
0: Um, if both game, if both teams, sorry, if both teams had a real game with real refs, who do you think would win with the current? Glove trappers. Glove trappers would win. Hands down. Hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time. <laughs> What are the most memorable trick shots you've had?
1: Um, roller coaster at the Mall of America.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it moving?
1: Um, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I do not
0: know if you just stuck at the
1: top. We just, okay, I right, got you. <laughs> kind of just, yeah, I guess so. That makes sense.
0: I mean, that sounds like uh, an impossible Mall, shot if it's moving.
1: It was, yeah, yeah, It was. it was really tough. What was really tough is, right, so I didn't make it on the first try. Um, but I did. I didn't make it on the millionth try either. Just to put it in <laughs> perspective. What was tough about it is, if I miss, I've got a three minute ride to kind of reflect on, <laughs> on what happened. Because <laughs> I only had the ball in that one position. So that was that was the toughest shot I've ever done, and um, it
0: was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, I wanted to do a special little segment. Should be pretty quick. It's okay. are you are you uh, familiar with the Mount Rushmore? Picking up your your top four favorite items in a category Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the mount rushmore of exclamations to say when you make a jumper
1: oh got it
0: so your top four what do you got cash cash money money similar thing Hold that hold that i like that
1: and does
0: kobe make the list
1: oh Kobe, <laughs> I knew it was one.
0: that's why I, I didn't want to just throw crazy without. Yeah, Kobe. It was on the Kobe, tip of your tongue. Sure. I yeah. had. I'm more. I don't make many shots, but when I do, I make sure to say something. I like to say wet raindrops. Of course, Kobe and buckets.
1: Mm, oh, buckets is a good one too. Oh, that might be on the uh, the other, Mount Vesuvius.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like hold that though. I need to. I need to establish that one. Oh yeah, hold that. That's a nice yeah. one. What's the what's your favorite arena or stadium that you have played at? Oh, uh,
1: I guess, um, Madison, other
0: than Madison Square Garden, because that's got to be. There.
1: Yeah, besides it, it, uh, Madison Square Garden, I would say down in uh, Florida, uh, in Orlando. I think it's the American Airlines. Uh, but I just really like the, the floor there. Uh, it was like brand spanking new when I first went there. No, it's called the Amway. The Amway Center, that's what yes. it's called. Yes, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that that was a really cool one. Um they just had state of the art stuff all up in the in the locker rooms and stuff. It was really cool.
0: Yeah, that's really nice. Have you been to uh Vegas' new arena or any of those like brand new arenas yet? I'm just I curious the from the a Thomas, performance
1: the perspective. Thomas and Max Center in uh Vegas, is there another one?
0: They have that new one where the uh Golden Knights, the NHL team plays. Um I just haven't oh, talked no. to anybody who's been down in the in the locker rooms. I'm sure they're extremely nice, but No, I haven't
1: been to that one yet.
0: Hopefully, you guys will get to go to Seattle's new arena in in not too long as well, once fans are allowed back in places.
1: Yeah, that's the goal. That's the goal.
0: Um, Could I beat you one-on-one if you could only play with your left hand?
1: How tall are you? 5'8". How much you weigh?
0: 150.
1: No chance. (laughs) It just wouldn't be fair. I'd just take you right down to the post.
0: I had a feeling. I had a feeling you'd get every rebound. (laughs) You probably got arms about ten <laughs> inches longer than mine, so that's definitely fair. Yeah, yeah.
1: It would be well. I mean, I'd make it look good for your podcast <laughs> <laughs> for the viewers.
0: Maybe next time you're in DC, we can we can make it happen. You can just roast me eleven nothing, and we'll call it a day. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it. Who do you think is going to win the NBA finals? Who are you rooting for?
1: Uh, oh, jeez, uh, Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heat is looking really good, though, man. They, they really are. are. Yeah, that will be exciting in right? the finals.
0: Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I'm still blown away that the Clippers lost. Uh, not a fan myself, but I'm just blown away that they lost. I was hoping for a battle of L.A. in the Western Conference finals. But mm-hmm. way, anyway, it's, it's cool to see the Lakers come this far, especially with the story of the season and Kobe's death and LeBron and yeah. everything. It's, it'll be very cool to see them in the finals.
1: Yeah, it would kind of be serendipitous for them to kind of close it out and, and finish it finish yep. it off especially with the death of uh, such a huge basketball icon man the whole basketball world felt that death so yep. I-, I think it would be it just makes sense
0: Yep how how has your job been affected with um COVID obviously you guys are not playing in arenas right now because there are no fans allowed um uh, but what have you been doing to keep up with the globetrotters during the whole pandemic
1: yeah so each and every one of my teammates, we're all ambassadors of goodwill on and off the court. Um, so we all continue with, uh, you know, the things that we've been doing, the charitable contributions in our own communities uh, when we are back home. Uh, if anything, it's given us a chance to really entrench ourselves in our own, own places, uh, you know, as, as positive figures and role models. Um, as far as playing though, you know, we're kind of on hold just like everybody else, waiting, waiting it out, hopefully there's a vaccine Soon enough, so we can get back out there in front of our fans and um, you know putting smiles on people's faces some more. But until then, uh, you, you'll continue to see us on social media. Um, you know, reaching out to people, doing special initiatives. I know right now we got this big go vote initiative where we're trying to get everybody out uh, registered to vote and just encouraging people. But um, you know, basically where there's positivity, that's where you can see the globe
0: Awesome. That's all the questions that I have. Did you have, I know, I, I assume you'd want to share your social media channels um, with everybody. Oh you know.
1: yeah, follow me, y'all. Yes. Um, I'm on, my YouTube channel is Julian McClurkin. Mm-hmm. All right, you can follow me there. We got some really cool stuff going on there about faith, fun, finance, and family. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram at MinJulian5, that's M-I-N julian 5 Follow me and I'll follow you back as long as you're not weird.
0: Uh, amen to that amen to that um i will include all those links on youtube linkedin and wherever this uh, podcast is posted so you can find all of those in the description julian thank you so much you're a very special very wholesome guy thank you very much for coming on and sharing your stories um this has been great appreciate
1: it yep nice talking to you again until next time hopefully i'll be on another episode
0: yes absolutely thank you julian appreciate it
1: thanks bro